With that, I want you to go to the book of John, the book of John chapter 10, if you will. And we're going to go into this in just the next few moments. And thank you, God. My phone is on silent because it's it's filling up in front of me as I look down. There's all kinds of people writing me right now, and they know I'm in church. I mean, Roger Lee is writing me right now from the Sarasota <laughs> House of Prayer. My my brother Joey's at a Trump rally. Everybody's writing me right now. So <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. And then, Cody, where are you going? I I wanted to sing some more. So. <laughs> Don't you appreciate Cody? <laughs> Praise God. John chapter 10. Lord, take us and work through us tonight as we open the book of life. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that your word is alive. Your word is alive. Your word is all-powerful. Your word holds all authority. Hallelujah. Jesus, we praise you for your word. You are the living word. And we exalt you. We worship you, God. We worship you. Lord, may your word feed us tonight. And may we see and perceive brand new revelation that would take us into new heights in your spirit. Feed your people, Lord. Lord, may I be a very faithful messenger tonight to give the word. And may your people be enriched. May your people be strengthened. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say amen tonight. So good. Um, I said this um, in the prayer room, in intercessory prayer, as we were getting going. I, I recognize that we all come in in different places um, when, when we gather. And I'm, I'm sensitive to that. I try to be very present uh, with everybody. I try to honor where everyone is at. I try to also discern. <laughs> where everyone's at as they come in. And I understand that, that many hearts are, are very heavy for America right now. And we really understand it. Um, my, my sleep has been very unusual this entire week. Bryn could confirm that to you. My, my sleep has been very unusual. I've had the Lord just getting me up and I've just been walking uh, through, the, through the house a lot of hours in the, the I mean, early, I'm, I'm talking 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, in the morning just with the Lord and interceding for our great nation. And specifically, I know that the eyes of our country are upon Texas. Amen. And we want to continue to stand with them, stand with them and uphold them in prayer and uphold them in intercession. And I am so grateful uh, it is so long overdue, long, long overdue to see the states now moving their National Guard to, to Texas to stand with them. And I'm grateful for that. Amen. Well, it sounds like I'm in the right place to preach. To we, uh, we are a house of patriots, and we make no apologies for it, nor will we ever. Amen. We love this nation. We're not backing up. We're not backing down. And we're not giving America over to the devils and the minions. We're not doing it. We're just not doing it. And God's not finished with America. Don't be duped. Don't be duped. He's not done with America. So it's time for us to stand strong. It's time for us to pray strong. It's time for us to move in righteous action as well. 
I'm in, um, I want you to take some notes tonight. I'm in John 10. I'm going to begin to read out of the Passion Translation tonight. <clears throat> and the way that this is really cut is just, is very special for us tonight. I want to talk to you about faith walking. I, uh, when I had told Josiah I, I wanted to name this message, Walking by Faith with the Good Shepherd, he's like, oh, Dad, that's so long. So we're going to call this faith walking. So <laughs> faith walking. Hallelujah. I'm in chapter 10, beginning in verse 1. Listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen rather than coming to the gate reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. <laughs> How appropriate for this hour right now. Some of you, that just landed on you. Yeah, I see it too. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate. And because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice, the voice of the true shepherd. For he calls his own by name, and he leads them out, for they belong to him. Oh, I love that. They belong to him. Say it. I belong to you, Lord. I belong to you, Lord. And when he has brought out all of his sheep, he walks ahead of them, and they will follow him, for they are familiar with his voice. But they will run away from the strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. Jesus told the Pharisees this parable even though they didn't understand a word of what he meant. So Jesus went over it again. I speak to you eternal truth. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal. But the sheep never listened to them. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Did you hear that word in our worship all night tonight? That word overflow? I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd. Because he has no heart for the sheep, he will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. And then the wolf mauls the sheep, drags them off, and scatters them. I alone am the good shepherd, and I know those whose hearts are mine, for they recognize me and know me just as my father knows my heart, and I know my father's heart. I am ready to give my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that I, I will gather, which will, excuse me, which are not of this Jewish flock. And either shepherd will lead them and they will follow me and listen to my voice. And I will join them all to one flock with one shepherd. Two more verses. Stay with me. The Father has intense love for me. <laughs> the Father has intense love for me. Because I freely give my own life to raise it up again. I surrender my own life. And no one has the power to take my life from me. I have the authority to lay it down and the power to take it back again. This is the destiny my Father has set before me. Wow. Wow. 
Say hallelujah. That's right. We should look at verse 27 one more time. Verse 27. And this is what it says. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Let's be clear tonight. Let's be very clear. Take some notes tonight. The Lord is not following us. The Lord is not following us to just come along and bless our plans. We are following the Lord. Let's make that very clear tonight. Who's in charge? Who's the real leader? Let's make that very clear tonight. Jesus never intended on being one voice among many counselors in your life. Jesus never intended just to join the choir of voices that you look to in your life, whoever that list is. He intended on being the voice that you obey, the only voice that you truly heed, the voice that when he speaks, you literally stand at attention, the voice that when you hear him, you tremble at his word, you fear him. Oh, you are the friend of God, but my friend, not only are we the friends of God, we are to worship God. We are to fear Almighty God. And He's the voice that guides us. He's the voice that leads us. He's the voice that rebukes us. He's the leader. He's in charge. And it's really good to make that confession all the time. Lord, you are in charge. I'm not leading my own way. Lord, I am directed by you. I am being led of your spirit. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. You lead me. You are in charge. Jesus, you are my leader. I say that all the time over my life. I said it this morning driving here to the church. Jesus, you are my leader. Hallelujah. He's our great shepherd. Those are beautiful words. They're the best words. He's our great shepherd. I want you to write this down. It's very simple. But we need to listen carefully, very, very carefully in the year of 2024 for the voice of God. We need to listen very carefully in the year of 2024 for the voice of God. We need a greater sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to be very proactive in pressing in this year. Very proactive in leaning in to the heart of God. Leaning in to inquiring the instructions of God, the directions of God. Lord, am I heading the right direction? Am I walking in the path of life? Are my steps being synchronized with yours? Am I moving in rhythm with my leader? Or am I breaking out of rhythm? Am I breaking out of sync with the steps of my leader, the steps of my good shepherd? Are we in rhythm with one another? Lord, are we in sync with one another? Am I carrying your heart? Am I hearing your heart accurately? Am I hearing? Am I inquiring? Am I being proactive to lean in, Lord? And I tell you, we're off to an amazing start in 2024. This fast of holiness and humility was phenomenal for this body. And truly, the word holiness and humility is, is going to be the word of the Lord until we see him face to face. We need to trust the good shepherd in 2024. Jesus is still saying this, folks. He's saying, follow me. He's not saying, I'm following you. He's saying, follow me. Follow me. You will never regret following Jesus. <laughs> That's just good news. And that is the truth. You'll never regret following Jesus. Jesus is worthy of my trust. Jesus is worthy of my trust. 
Our children are not children any longer. We have adults in our household. Our son is married. But I remember my wife and I at the youngest of age teaching Josiah and Victoria about faith. And something that we would always say, and we would say, Holy Spirit, just brand this, brand this into their, their little hearts. You know, they don't have a junior Holy Spirit. How many of you know that? How many of you know that? Children don't have a junior Holy Spirit. They can, they can, they can see something by the eyes of faith. They can perceive it. They can be branded by it by the Spirit of God. And this is what we always told them. Faith is trusting God at all times. Faith is trusting God at all times. Did you hear it? And I want to say again that Jesus is worthy of our trust. The winds are going to blow this year, folks. The winds are going to blow this year. There are, there's going to be great storms, great storms, global storms this year. And I'm not talking just hurricanes or thunderstorms or lightning storms. I'm talking about every storm imaginable. There's going to be great storms. And it is vital right now. We're speaking about faith tonight. It is vital that in the storms, this is what we do. It is imperative that we move forward in the storms by faith. It is imperative that you and I begin to cut through the atmosphere of the storm with our faith. It is imperative right now that we begin to cut through the darkness with our faith right now. We cut through the noise with our faith. We cut through the lies with our faith. We cut through the constant barrage of, of propaganda over the United States of America with our faith. You take the word of the Lord, you take out the sword of the Spirit, and you begin to pierce and slice through the darkness and loose the word of the Lord so that there's illumination, revelatory light before you and you declare, my God is going to make the way. I'm going to prosper this year. I'm going to be blessed this year. I'm going to walk in divine health in this year. Hallelujah. Come on. i got to set this Baptist church on fire tonight. Let's go someplace. Sorry, Methodist. I'm, I'm sorry. Forgot where I was. Hallelujah. There's a lot of upheaval coming in 2024. You don't have to be a prophet to know that. <laughs> Faith is trusting the Lord at all times. And this is what he's saying to us right now. Do not doubt in your hearts. That the Lord is with you. Do not doubt in your heart that God is with you. The Lord, the Lord keeps highlighting this because the enemy is trying to ambush and plant his lies to so many that the Lord has abandoned you. The Lord's not with you any longer. He's not walking with you. He's not faithful to you. Oh, the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The apostle James 1 and 8 is Jesus' younger brother. He was the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He said, do not be double-minded. Do not be double-minded. In 2024, we've got to be of the mind of faith. You've got to be of the mind of of faith. You cannot be double minded this year. This year. And the Lord will not tolerate that either. We've got to be of the mind of faith. If we're going to cut through the night, if we're going to cut through the darkness, we've got to be in the mind of faith. We cannot be double minded. James 1 and 6, he says, make sure that you're not tossed by the waves. How many of you know that waves, for waves to be created, for waves to be tossed, it requires wind. And the winds are going to blow in 2024. 
They're going to stir things up. They're going to mount the waters up. James 1, look at it with me. James 1, I'm starting to read in verse 2. My brother, and count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Wow, there's James, that great pastor trying to be encouraging. <laughs> count it all joy when you fall into various trials that the testing of your faith produces patience. There it is. Brian, I don't like hearing that sort of thing. Your faith is going to be tested. My faith is being tested right now. Your faith is being tested right now. But he said, he said, know this, when you're testing, you're being test, tested. <laughs> when your faith is being tested, it's going to produce in you patience. Oh, that's a beautiful P word, isn't it? Patience. <laughs> But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And let him ask, watch, in faith, with no doubting, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, who's driven and is tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord your God, the Lord our God, he has given us the victory. He has overcome. We, we do not fight for the victory. We are fighting from a place of ultimate victory that King Jesus has already won and assured for every believer. We have the advantage, my friend. Folks, this is real. We have the advantage. That has to become a revelation deep down in your spirit. We have the advantage because Christ has overcome the world. I know this microphone's really working tonight, and I'm really working this microphone. It's going to be okay. You're going to survive. 1 John 5, put it in your notes tonight, should be very familiar. And if it's not, that's okay. There's no condemnation. There's people in this room, they've been saved two years. There's people in this room that's been saved 20 years, 50 years. It doesn't matter. Look at it. 1 John 5, 4 and 5. It says, whatever is born of God, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? It comes by revelation. It comes by revelation. It comes by, it is a living, breathing revelation that becomes flesh on the inside of you. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. And what overcomes the world is our faith in this revelation. Are you seeing it? Faith in God is your victory. We speak faith. We live by faith. We see with eyes of faith. We perceive through the eyes of faith. Your heart has eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And it's able to perceive things by faith. We feed our faith by the word. We overcome the enemy by the word. Don't let the enemy push you around in 2024. Don't let the enemy push you around in 2024. When he, when he comes to try to bully you, when he comes to try to bully you, and I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to do that to you, and I'm going to do that to your family, that's when you rise up. That's when you rise up in the authority the delegated authority that Jesus has given to you by the power of his name, by the authority of his blood, and you tell him, devil, you are not in charge, and I am vacating you off of this property. You stand in your authority. I cannot do that for you. You cannot do that for me. You have to do that for yourself. 
You tell the devil who's in charge. I said, you tell the devil who's in charge. You tell him where to go, too. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, I love it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Here's what we have to remember. First the natural and then the spiritual. That's 1 Corinthians 15. It's a principle. First the natural, then the spiritual. Storms don't last forever. Storms come in and storms come out. Storms come in and storms come out. All of us, <laughs> I don't want to go too deep, but when we all see Jim Cantori <laughs> from the Weather Channel show up in Florida, and when the storm is growing, oh, it's a tropical storm, it's a tropical storm, oh my gosh, it's, it's grown to a Category 1. It's going to go, you know, it's a category one, it's a category two. And you know what everybody's doing over here in Sarasota? Oh, it never hits over here. We're fine. We're fine. It never hits here. We're good. We're good. We're all good. You're, you're fine. You're good. It's a category three. It's a category four. It's a category five. And, man, have we seen some stuff. I mean, last year was with Hurricane Ian a year and a half ago. It was crazy. Crazy. But guess what? Even though it went to a Category 5, the storm came in, it ripped through the waters, it ripped through the land, and the storm went out. Here's what's important. Here's what's important. When the storm is raging, you can't afford to have a storm going on on the inside of you. Faith. In the living word and in the written word of God will keep you anchored, secure, secure. That when these storms in 2024 come in and they come out and they come in and they come out, that you've got peace on the inside where you are anchored and settled in the presence of Jesus himself. You have developed your inner life in such a way. You've anchored yourself in the word. You have fed yourself the right diet. Are you hearing me? You have fed yourself the milk of the word. You have fed yourself the meat of the word. You have fed yourself the milk of the word. You have fed yourself the meat of the word. You have been abiding in the presence of God. You're living a lifestyle of consecration and holiness unto the Lord, a life of worship. You're hearing the voice of the good shepherd. You're making sure that you're in sync with God. And if there's storms all around and if the Lord is not calming that storm, you just have to make sure you do not allow that storm to get on the inside of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, thank you. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 8. In the NIV, it says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Isn't that beautiful? Proverbs 1 and 33. Put it in your notes tonight. These are important. But whoever listens to me will dwell in safety, will, will dwell safely. And will be secure without fear of evil. <laughs> Let that brand you right now. Because God is building a church that is stable. God is building a church that is secure. God is building a church that is anchored. God is building a church that is immovable. God's not building a church that's wishy-washy. God's not building a church that is weak. The church that he's building has been built upon the rock of the revelation of Jesus himself. Of Jesus himself. Not our charismatic superstars. The church is not built on the charismatic superstars. The church is not built on the charismatic worship leaders. The church is not built on the most famous authors that are selling loads of books. The church is built on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
He is the head of the church. That's what, that's what Paul writes to us in Ephesians 1. He's the head of the body. He's been given all authority and power. He's the head of the church. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. Matthew chapter 7. I want you to look at this for just a moment. Matthew 7. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. What does that mean? It means that you're a doer of the word. You're not a hearer only of the word. You're a doer of the word. You're not just amening messages and just doing this. No, you're anchored and you're moving in the word. Hello. He's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew. The wind blew. It beat beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice. He's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. And it fell with a great crash. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Obey the word of God. Don't be a hearer only. Be a doer of the word. Obey the voice of the good shepherd. Obey the leading of the Lord. Listen, obey the leading of the Lord. You know what's happened in the last three plus years? We've seen something crazy in Florida. And that is all of America is moving here. I don't know why I'm doing my hands. I just did my hands. I'm like, I'm doing Trump. I don't know what I'm doing. I got to watch that. I said, (laughs) I better stop. (laughs) I got to (laughs) stop. We are seeing something crazy. All of America is moving here. We're having to redream the entire um, infrastructure of the major cities of Florida. We are expanding everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. And here's my point. My point is people in California, people in out west, people all through the Midwest, people up the East Coast, they had to make really hard hard decisions to leave what their life had been behind and they had to become pioneers. They had to pioneer a new chapter of their life. They said, no, there's no way I cannot stay here. I can't be under this slavery. I can't be under this domination. I can't be under this. My children can't be under this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They had to be redirected. In a very intense time. We have seen people move here all over. They're, from, they're everywhere from all over this country. My point is this. We have to be very, very sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We, in this hour, so that we are freshly directed by the Lord. Am I in sync with the Lord? Am I heading the direction, Lord, that you desire? It's big. Take it personal tonight. James chapter 1, in verse 22, he says, Be a doer of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. That is strong, strong language. It's a warning. Hear this tonight. It's a warning. Don't be doer, but be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. That It's scary to think you could literally deceive yourself if you're just going to sit under the word, hear the word, but you're not going to obey and heed the word of the Lord. Just because, just because you sit in a church doesn't mean you're submitted to the lordship of Jesus. More on that in a minute. It's a warning. For anyone who's a hearer of the word and not a doer, watch this. He's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself. He goes away. He immediately forgets what kind of man that he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Number one, you need to know your identity. 
You better know your identity. And when you know your identity as a son and a daughter of the living God, number two, you need to act accordingly. I'm a son and daughter of God, and I'm not intimidated. I'm not intimidated with what the enemy thinks that he's going to bring weapons against me because they're not going to prosper. I'm going to, I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to crush, crush, crush anything he brings at me. Because I know who I am. I'm not walking away from the word and forgetting my identity. I'm not walking away from the word and turning into insecurity and fears. No, I know who I am. I look in the perfect law of liberty and I see the radiance of the king has been given to me. I see my inheritance. I see the authority. I see the victory. I see the power that he's given unto me. And I will not forget who he's made me to be. Don't be forgetful. Know who you are this year. Know who you are this year. You're a son and daughter of the living God. You're chosen. You're anointed. You're powerful. You're chosen. You're anointed. You're powerful. You're not weak. Stop that. You're not weak. You're powerful. Stop that. You're not weak. You're powerful. And you are led by the Spirit of God. And the voice of a stranger you're not going to follow. You're going to hear His voice. And you're going to heed His voice. And you're going to walk right in step with the Lord. And you're going to prosper. And you're going to be blessed. And you're going to have greater victories than ever before. Hallelujah. The Good Shepherd leads us to green pastures. He leads us to rest. He leads us to peace. He leads us to safety. He's the good shepherd. The Lord's going to teach us to drink this year. (laughs) He's going to teach us to drink. He's going to teach us to eat. He's going to teach us to drink the living water. He's going to teach us to drink the new wine. He's going to teach us to sit down at his table and feast even in the presence of enemies. Are you hearing this? Am I doing okay for you? You want me to keep going? We're going to sit and feast with the Lord this year. We're going to sit at the table of the Lord. He's going to teach us how to eat, teach us how to drink, and we're going to be totally satisfied and fulfilled by the Lord himself. Hallelujah. Our obedience to the voice of Jesus, the good shepherd, is a witness and a testament of our real worship. Our obedience to the voice of Jesus, the good shepherd, is a witness and a testament of real worship. Write it down. My obedience is worship. Say it. My obedience is worship. Say it. My obedience is worship is worship. Remember that Jesus said, he said, my father seeks those who will worship in spirit and in truth. What does that mean? Those who will be obedient to the truth. John chapter 4, verse 23, but the hour is coming. John chapter 4, verse 23, the hour is coming now is. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Listen good tonight. Worship is not singing a bunch of songs off of a screen with a bunch of believers. Worship is not even listening to a bunch of worship albums. And let me just tell you, that's all great. I do it all the time. I love it. It's all great. Worship is about the heart. Worship is about the heart. My obedience is my worship. How do I know that I'm really worshiping? How how do I really know if I'm really a worshiper? My obedience to the voice of the beloved. Do I obey the Lord when I hear his voice? If I, when I hear the Lord's voice, when I obey him, 
It's the expression of worship that pleases God the most. Again, we can deceive ourselves if we're hearers only and we're not doers. We can sit in church, be in church. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm trying to keep you from something that is very deceptive. If we hear only and we're not doers and we're not obeying and heeding and trembling at the word of the Lord in the fear of the Lord, I love the Lord, but I fear the Lord. Jesus was anointed supreme above all others because he loved righteousness and he hated lawlessness. Hebrews 1, 1 and verse 9. Meaning, I have to love what God loves and I have to hate what God hates. That is pure worship. That's what pure worship is. If Will I love what God loves? Will I hate what God hates? That's what pure worship was. And that's what it is. And that's why Jesus was anointed supreme above all others with the oil of gladness. It's awesome. Are you with me? John chapter 14, put it in your notes tonight, verse 15. It says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Or he said, if you love me, obey my commandments. The word obey means this. It means that you are submitted to his authority. If I obey the Lord, that means I am submitted to his authority. Whoa. Now, if you look at the, the, the landscape of this culture right now, in the last few decades, in the last, let's just say in the last few years, we have an epidemic right now of radical disobedience. Look at what's going on in the southern border right now. I mean, if, if, you, if you think that is just an act of incompetence, you're not seeing the big picture. That is a strategy that is being waged against this country to destabilize us. There's radical disobedience. Folks, people are casting off all restraint right now. There is a radical disobedience in our culture, in America, right now. It's against God. There's a radical disobedience against God. There's a radical disobedience against the Word of God, against civil law, against realms of authority, against the Constitution, against our God-given rights. There's a, there's a revolt against it. People are forsaking every level of obedience. Children to parents, spouses to each other. It is the Antichrist spirit. And the only hope for the United States of America is to humble itself and to repent of its sins and turn from its wickedness. And God who excels in forgiving sin, he'll do it, but he'll also heal the land. So Jesus says, he says, if you, if you love me, then you're going to obey me. When you hear the Lord and he says, son, daughter, let go of that, do you let go of it? When the Lord says, son, Daughter, forgive that person. Do you forgive them? When he says, son or daughter, give that away, do you give it away? When he says, go here, do you go there? When he says, invest here, do you invest there? When he says, leave there, do you leave there? They're simple questions. We have to have more sensitivity. We have to lean in really strong this year to have greater sensitivity to the voice of the Lord, to the leadership of the Good Shepherd, to the leadership of the Good Shepherd. Am I soft? Are you soft and compliant? Are you yielded to the voice of God? These are real questions. Are you soft and tender towards the voice of God? Are you yielded to the voice of God? Or, or are you that person who we are warned about in Scripture, don't be like him who needs to be bitten, bridled. 
When you, when you stick the bit and the bridle into the horse or into the mule, it means they're obstinate, they're difficult, it means they have to be broken, and it has to be put inside their mouth and placed in such a way that they've got to be yanked this way, they've got to be yanked that way. The Lord wants us so sensitive and yielded to His Spirit that at the lightest touch, we move to the left. The lightest touch, we move to the right. We're gentle. We're sensitive in our spirit. We recognize when the voice of God is speaking to us, and we act quickly when we hear the voice of the Lord. We humble ourselves when the Lord says, humble yourself. We, we, get, we get quiet and listen when He says, I need more time with you. Are we yielded? Are we soft? Y'all okay? Yeah. Obedience is very costly. Somebody may want to write it down. It really is. Obedience is very costly. Because God may actually, God may actually put you in a place of high risk or a place that could be very dangerous to you. And some people don't believe that God does that. But you have to read your Bible to understand that he does. Oh, he does. And if I could throw the mic to every apostle tonight, they would take the stage and tell you that's exactly what God does. And when you face various trials, as James said, when you face these various trials, count it all joy. Count it all Joy, as you come into these trials of your faith being tested, it's going to produce in you exactly what God wants. Patience, endurance, resilience, faith, strength. Are you hearing this? You know that the apostles learned obedience in their suffering and persecution. This isn't... um, a grand message that you're going to hear preached from coast to coast in the United States of America. The apostles learned obedience through the things that they suffered. How how am I so confident of that? Well, I've read the scriptures, but they followed the good shepherd. They followed the leader, the leader of all leaders, the leader of all, the perfect leader, the perfect leader, the holy leader. And the Bible says to us in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8, speaking of Jesus, it says, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Wow. Wow. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. He is the perfect example. There are so many people that would love to just strike that from the scriptures. And how how many of you know that's going on too? There's Bibles being changed all over. It's like they're the nearly inspired version now. They're striking all kinds of stuff out of the scriptures. That's another war and fight that we're in right now. It's unbelievable. But we can't strike it out. Jesus learned obedience to the things that he suffered. I just want to say that I pray that the Lord would deliver the church from the desire of the world's approval. The desire for the world's celebration. We have to be delivered from this. I don't want to be celebrated by the world. You don't want to be celebrated by the world. You want to be celebrated by the King of glory. Who says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and his holy angels. That's where you want to be celebrated. John 15, and I'm I'm wrapping up here. I'm going to read out of the Passion. John 15, just remember when the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. And if you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love and welcome you as one of their own. (laughs) but because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I have chosen you 
taken you out of the world to be mine. Wow. Wow. That's the voice of the good shepherd. You are my sheep. You are my sheep. I've chosen you and I've pulled you out. I've taken you out from the world. You belong to me. I want you to go to Psalm 23 for just a moment, if you will. Psalm 23, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it. I'm not going to start rapping. Don't get nervous. I only sing country western now, nowadays. <laughs> a mentor in me and Bren's life many years ago, he, he always shared this about Jesus concerning being the good shepherd. He said that, that Jesus leads us as the good shepherd. He does not drive us. There's a difference between being led and there's a difference between being driven. The good shepherd leads us. He does not drive us. Know the difference. I want to pause here before I look at Psalm 23. When the Lord leads us out of the sheep pen, when the, when the gate is open. And the shepherd goes forth. He's out in front, and the sheep begin to follow him. And he keeps talking, or he keeps singing. He keeps talking. He keeps singing. And we're listening to his voice. Listen. If you can hear his voice, even when everything around you is ugly. Let's talk about a storm. A storm. When everything is ugly, if you can hear his voice, you've got everything that you need. If you can hear his voice, you got everything that you need. You'll have the confidence that you have to have by hearing his voice. And you need that confidence. You can hear the voice of God. I shared the Lord with a, a young man, early 40s, going through a horrendous time. He doesn't know the Lord yet. I'm, I'm going to lead him to the Lord. He's so ripe. I'm about to lead him to the Lord, and it's... It's just an amazing scenario that's happening, and, and I've been praying for him daily. And I was talking to him just the other day in, the, in a parking lot, and he said, I was telling him how to come to the Lord. And he said, yeah, I, I've just, I've never heard God. I, I've never heard God, and I've asked, and I've asked, and I've asked. I said, I said there's no other way. I said, it would, it would be nice to tell you that you could get there any way by, by whatever way that you wanted to pick. But, but I have to tell you, the father is fiercely devoted to his loyalty to his own son. That he has the audacity to say, I'm the only way to the father. You can only come through him. And if you want to hear God speak to you, you have to come to him in the name of Jesus. You have to come through the door of Jesus. He's the only way to the Father. There was far much more that I shared with him. But I said, I, I promise you this. If you'll turn your life over to Jesus and look to him and receive him, he will take you to the Father and you'll hear his voice. You'll begin to hear his voice. And I want to encourage every one of you in here. You're going to hear the voice of the Lord so clear in 2024. As you walk in holiness and as you walk humble, humble before God, as you yield and you surrender yourself to God, you're going to hear the voice of the Lord and you're going to know what to do. You're going to know what to do. There's going to be times, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. At the right moment, you're going to know what to do. You're going to have the abiding peace of God in you and you're going to have the confidence to step forward. Amen. It's a real faith adventure, isn't it? It is. I want to read it out of, out of the Passion Translation. Cody, I want you to come. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. <laughs> I always have more than enough. That's El Shaddai. Say it, El Shaddai. I always have more than enough. 
He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near a quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. That's so beautiful. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. Look at that again. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I am never lonely for you are near. You become a delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink until my cup overflows. Thank you, God. So why would I fear the future? So why would I fear the future? So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to give you a thought, and I want you to just, maybe you need to bow your head and close your eyes tonight. I don't often ask that. Or maybe you want to put your head back and keep your eyes open. But just listen for a moment. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my, the Lord is my shepherd. David identified his God and his Messiah and his Lord as a young boy in the fields of Bethlehem. I've been to Bethlehem. And it was a revelation, a revelation from God to David. The Lord was his shepherd while he was out keeping the sheep. David was a watchman. He was a young boy growing up loving tenderly loving the sheep, caring for the sheep. And he learned what it was to become a watchman. He learned what it was to become a shepherd, caring for his father's flock. Bethlehem was the city where all the lambs and all the sheep were raised for the sacrifice in the temple until Jesus came as the perfect lamb to take away the sin of the world. Here's what we want to pray tonight. And we want to pray this with a sincere heart. Some of you have walked with God two years, five years. Some of you in this room, you've walked with God 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Some of you in here have walked with God for 50 years. And you're very seasoned in the Lord. You're mature in the Lord. And there's many that are developing teeth to the meat of the word. Some of you are drinking a lot of the milk of the word. Some of you are developing appetite for the meat of the word. And that's so good. But wherever you're at in your faith journey tonight, I want you to pray this with all of your heart. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you pray this with me tonight? Jesus, we trust your voice. Why don't you say it? Jesus, I trust your voice. Lord, I trust your leading and your unctions. Jesus, I will obey your voice. May my obedience this year please you. You are worthy of my trust. And I will trust you at all times. 
set my faith on fire. I believe in you. You lead me. You're in charge. You're the master. You're the shepherd. We're going to open the altars again just to minister unto the Lord, to be with the Lord. Minister unto the Lord, be with the Lord. I want our, our prayer team to go ahead and prepare themselves as well. Because I believe some powerful, powerful miracles are about to take place right here in the altars. Thank you, God. Go ahead, prayer team. Just prepare yourself. Get ready. And I want our prayer team just quietly to begin to pray in the spirit right now. that's happening in your spirit because of the way we do church here at Victory. And let me give you a, a very deliberate example. The reason that we linger and take our time and we're not in a hurry is so that you can enjoy the presence of the Lord. And you start learning the manifest presence of God even deeper and that you're sharpened by it. And so when you're out in the world and you're out in the thick of storms, you learn how to operate and navigate out of this, the peace of God, the peace of God, the glory of God. Father, I thank you so much for your people. We are so blessed. Jesus, we exalt you. Even tonight as we exalted your cross, we exalted your sacrifice, we exalted your blood. We honor you, Lord, our good shepherd. I love you, Lord. I love you so much. Give you honor. Some of you, I feel like the, the, the communion elements are always available at Victory every single week. They're in the back. They're just behind the last row in the sanctuary. I believe that some of you need to connect with the Lord in a place of holy communion tonight before you leave. Take the elements. Find a place in the altar. Make an altar in the sanctuary tonight some of you that need to come and linger be with the Lord some of you need prayer 
you need a breakthrough and you need a miracle. You need a touch of God. And I want our prayer team to come now. Slip out from where you're at. We are ready to pray for you. We are ready to minister to you. God's going to give you clarity. God's going to give you direction. God can give you a miracle and a healing right in this place. So, Father, even now, as we open the altars, Lord, I pray that your power will flow. Your power will manifest. Your voice will be heard. And I bless your people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May he empower you to prosper. May the Lord keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you. May he give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Altars are open tonight. You need prayer tonight. Come. We love you. We bless you. Amen.